Welcome to Tax Boss. I'm Meryl Bailey in Orlando, Florida. And I'm Crystal Woodbury in Denver, Colorado. We're each licensed as attorneys and CPAs. We help our clients get the best results because we work well with their trusted advisors. Tax Boss is a podcast for advisors from multiple professions to get together to discuss common client issues and how we can work together to solve them. So, Meryl, today I'd like to talk about a situation that occurred a couple weeks ago when a new client came in. Um, He had an estate plan. It was a good estate plan for Christmas the year before his entire family did 23andMe DNA test kits. And the reason he came into our office is he wanted to know if he needed to revise his estate plan because he found out he had another child out there that he was unaware of, an adult child. Crystal, that is so interesting you brought this up because I am finding this all the time. I talk to friends, acquaintances, clients, and they're telling me that someone in their family and then they did some type of DNA testing and they're finding all these relatives they didn't know about, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, their brother had a child while he was in high school and no one knew. And now they've got nieces and nephews out there that they didn't know about. It's just such an interesting issue. Yes, and and so many topics to cover around that issue. Uh, But the two I'd like to focus on uh, for estate planning purposes is how does that affect your estate plan if you have a relative out there of which you are unaware? And how do you take ownership of and control your test results? Well, Crystal, what did you say to this client? What do you do when they find out that they have children they didn't know about? Well, we start the conversation with, we start the conversation with, what do you want to do? Do you want to establish a relationship with this child and and go from there? I think the important conversation, the most important part of the conversation to have is, what do you want out of your estate plan? Right. Do they want to include this unknown person or do they want to make this person known to them? Right. And I do not believe when people take these DNA tests that that's something that's even on their radar. It's it's something that's fun. We're going to do this because it's fun. Find out what's out there. Find out what we have um, genetically that maybe we need to plan for. But I don't think finding new relatives to that degree of closeness is something people are thinking about. Well, I did it and found out that really the country of Ireland should just give me a passport because there's (laughs) nothing else in there, which if you've met me, you probably know. Right. Now, but Crystal, on a legal basis, you know, are these unknown biological children heirs under law, under state law? Meryl, I think the answer to that question is, in true legal fashion, it depends Oh, you know I went to law school because I hated when lawyers told me it depends. The words like choke me. Yes, yes. So the general rule is in most states, heirs at law um, are someone who is biologically your child and is not adopted out to another parent or someone you have adopted that isn't your biological child. So if your client did not know about this child... How was the child legally adopted out? Correct. We would have to find, like, we'd need to have a family law lawyer answer that. Or have a family law lawyer answer it or hire a private investigator to research the records. 
Um, the solution in most cases is draft your own estate plan. Well, not drafted by yourself, but have a lawyer draft it <laughs> and specifically disinherit right. this person right. or specifically disinherit everyone who's not specifically named. Specifically named or a descendant of someone specifically named. The issue I can see arising in these DNA test kits are folks who don't have a written estate plan or don't think they need one because they believe the state intestacy statutes will cover the same thing they would do in an estate plan. Right, because if they're thinking, well, I want everything to go to my heirs at law, which are my children, but they aren't thinking that other children are going to pop out out of the woodwork. Correct, correct. And depend if you depend on those statutes, it could be that when you die, you've taken this DNA test. Maybe you don't know. You've chosen not to see if there are other relatives out there, but they have chosen to find out. And maybe they don't find you, but they find someone who's closely connected to you and connect those dots to get back to you. You don't know about it. And they come out of the woodwork at your death wanting a portion of your estate. Well, there's also the issue of law enforcement is using these records to find criminals through your relatives. I frankly think it's a really cool thing because I have a niece who does that for a living. But other people might not feel as comfortable with that. Right. And and my understanding is you as the person who have submitted your DNA for these tests have no control over law enforcement accessing certain of results. the databases. Okay. Certain of the databases. Okay. Well, what do you do if you find out your dad is not your dad? So, for example, this is purely gossip from the National Enquirer. But it is my understanding that Michael Jackson was not the biological father of any of his three children. And would they have been terribly surprised to find that out if they did a DNA test? Right. And and how and I don't believe he legally adopted any of them either. Right. And so, again, in most states, you look to state law. What does state law say? Most states that I've looked into say that if you are a child born of a marriage then you are considered to be a child of both parents, whether or not you're a biological child. I believe that's true. Yes. So even if your DNA is not the DNA of your parent that you have been raised in from that marriage, you still would be considered the biological parent child of that parent because you were born in that marriage. Correct. And an heir at law. And an heir at law. Under state statutes. All right. But this has huge implications for, for example, multi-generational asset protection trusts, which say down to my descendants. Correct. And down and down and down. And all of a sudden, these people are going to pop up and say, I'm an heir at law because I was the biological child of X. Yes. And, and here are my results. And there's no way to disprove that. And if something is not in writing if your estate plan is not well defined as to who you want to receive your assets it can wreck the plan you thought you had on the other hand it might be just a wonderful experience to find out you have more relatives and you might want to embrace these people and and incorporate them in your life and into your planning 
Now, one of the things that we had looked at was who gets the information about your DNA when you die. It To me, it's yet more of a digital asset answer. Who has the right to access yes. these records, which, of course, our documents allow. But some of the testing agencies have their own method of determining who will have access. You can control it through the company. So for example, you were telling me about Family Tree DNA. Yes, Family Tree DNA allows you to name someone as the beneficiary of your account and your information and your results. That was the only company I found that allows you to name a beneficiary. Um, looking at some of the listserv information and articles that were put out there, several other of the testing companies actually suggested you give your login and password to somebody else right. so that they can access it when the time come and comes. And, and the importance of this is you have genetic testing done, you have results out there. You may not, I'm, let's say I have it done, I may not give that to my child or to my grandchildren, but in two or three generations, there may be, in two or three generations, there may be a need or a want for that information and no way to access it because the account is mine right? and nobody else had access to it. So it sounds like Family Tree DNA is including in their terms of service a method, but even if it isn't in the terms of service, if you have the appropriate digital assets access language in your estate planning documents, you would still be able to access the information. I believe so. Okay. Yes. All right. So I guess for concluding thoughts, if you're planning on gifting DNA testing as a present over the holidays, or if you're planning to do it yourself, you need to think through what will you do with the results and what if the results are not what you expect. Yes, if the results are shocking, or even if the results are not shocking, I think planning for the results of your test, passing them on to someone or making that information available to somebody down the line should they want those results, but also how it affects your estate plan and whether you need to or want to revise your plan based on the results or if you do not want to rely on state law because your results, even if you don't find out yourself your results, knowing that other people can link back to you, you may want to revise your estate plan anyway, just in case. Please contact us at Tax Boss. We'd love to hear your questions or have you tell us about ideas you'd like us to discuss. Until next time, I'm Crystal Woodbury. And I'm Meryl Bailey. Thanks for joining us. Go dazzle your clients like a tax boss.